Resurrected Republic, Truth Radio Broadcast on RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth. And you're listening to RTR Truth Media on RBN. You can find my work on bitshoot.com slash the freedom ministry. Mike got a little. Hope everybody's having a great weekend. I know I'm enjoying my days off myself. Just wanted to talk about the obvious, I guess, that we been talking about and uh, kind of bring it into perspective and show you what their long-term goals are and maybe what the end game is all about here. You've all heard of the Internet of Things, I'm sure. 5G, artificial intelligence, um, the Internet of Things, right? Everything's on the Internet grid. You know, it can be seen, can be tracked, can be traced, can be metered can be watched, observed, analyzed, there's metadata, etc., right? There's also something called the IOB, which is the Internet of Bodies, okay? That's what I'd like to show you. The Internet of Bodies is you being that next device in the Internet of Things. So you will then be track and traceable. Without your smartphone, you don't need the phone. That's the idea. You become the device. Okay? So this is transhumanism, nanorobotics, and genetically modified human beings. That's the end game. That's coronavirus. That's the COVID-19. That's what this is about. And to move you, to a cashless control grid using what? Yeah, cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Microsoft already has the patent. They're working with Visa. You can look up the patent. And what it means is that they can then analyze and determine your human actions because you're now on this control grid as an Internet of Bodies And that's how it all works. It sounds sci-fi, but that's where we're at. And then they can implement the social controls, you know, credit scores and, and all that stuff, just like you see in China. And implement, of course, what they're calling medical apartheid in Israel, which is the, the certificates, the passports to show that you've actually been vaccinated, etc., etc., etc. And this is all coming about from a virus, quote-unquote, mind you, that has never been isolated in real, in real life. They've admitted as much. They've gone as far as editing their own studies and paperwork to word it differently because it was so obvious the first time when we found it in said paperwork from the CDC posted on the FDA.gov's website. I'm referring to 
the the 59 original 59 page pdf we're on page 39 now page 43 from the edited version that's longer showing that they have not isolated any covid19 or sars cov2 virus and if you'd like to read it for yourself and see that i'm not crazy you can go to moderna's website and read what they call their mrna injection they call it an operating system because that's exactly what it is and this stuff is also patentable so they can patent their technology then it goes into your body it modifies your genetic makeup and you then become a product of Moderna or a product of Pfizer, BioNTech, or, a, a, you know, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, whatever company owns the patent that is now a part of you. So if there's no virus, right, there's no pandemic. And if there's no pandemic, there should be no lockdown. And pray tell, if the lockdown actually worked, why are we locked down again? And if the lockdown didn't work, why are we locked down again? You see where I'm going with all this madness? It's crazy, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, Chris, I just want to jump in here and say a couple things. One, let's say... There definitely was a virus and there definitely was a pandemic. It still doesn't justify all these, you know, tyrannical things going on, which, by the way, every solution that they've given us has always been centralized, right? Like, and even we're seeing with the coming, you know, economic storm, whatever, all the fallout, of course, the intentional fallout, by the way, from everything going on, they're still saying what they want. They want UBI universal health care they want everyone on the grid they want this centralized one size fits all one world plan so that's the thing i gotta say and also in terms of the vaccines um i think that another aspect of this which i don't like is let's say the vaccines didn't change your dna or whatever what i still don't like is the whole premise of them is that it doesn't stop you from catching covid or from transmitting it as the manufacturers say, but it will say that it will prime your immune system to respond to a particular spike protein. So when you do come across COVID, you'll be able to fight it better. And they're even recommending it for people who already had COVID. Allegedly, let's say someone got sick, got over it and is fine and has antibodies. They're saying, no, that's not good enough. You still need to go out and get this, which is very weird to me. I've never heard of a vaccine recommended for someone who already has antibodies to something, you know? And it's like, well, if if they don't know how long immunity lasts and if this whole thing, you know, doesn't stop people from getting reinfected and all the variants, what's the end game? What they're doing is they're ignoring any, like, actual health, you know, whether it's diet, nutrition, blah, 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 exercising, and they're getting people used to depending on vaccines for their immune system. That's what they're doing. And I'm not anti-vax in any way. I just recognize the really 
malicious nature of what's going on behind this. Like they're cherry picking yep. data on calling it science. And then even Fauci recently was praising the lockdowns in Australia, like very recently. And we've seen lockdowns <laughs> don't work and they're telling everyone we need herd immunity. But how are you supposed to have that if you've got lockdowns? I mean, exactly. You said it. You said it. Um, they yeah. want us to be dependent on yes. the medicine, which is not yeah. medicine. And people exactly. don't people don't recognize. So let's say there was nothing wrong with the, these vaccines and it actually did help people. What again, what they're still pushing is for people to line up and take this and, and almost replace their immune system pretty much and to get people more and more dependent on this. So I hope. You know, that's kind of a nuanced take, but I hope people can kind of understand what I'm getting at. And personally, like I've mentioned before, I do see this as a huge experiment. And their attitude is, I don't think everyone's going to die from this. But their attitude essentially is, you know, hey, got to break a few eggs. We're going to have cancer vaccines in the future. And if we have to experiment on the populace to do that, well, they agreed to it. So that's basically their attitude towards the whole thing. Yeah. Absolutely right. And another wake up call for those skeptics out there would be to try and collect on your spouse's or loved one's insurance policy if they die after getting this experimental quote unquote mm -hmm. vaccination. The insurance company will not pay out and they have every right not to. They're going to say you voluntarily took a experimental vaccination that was not authorized, you know, in normal terms and was just an emergency authorization. They will not pay out. That's already been, you know, that's already came out. So look into it. You think yeah. I'm, I'm telling you some story. And and by the way, you know, maybe I don't know if you've been tracking what's been going on in Israel. Just because people live in Israel, mm -hmm. they're not exempt from this whole thing. It's it's almost worse there because majority of their population has been vaccinated. A lot of the elderly people got the first dose and couldn't handle getting the second physically. And then what they're doing is. Uh, they're showing, you know, Netanyahu really proud about how these gyms and other places are accepting and asking for vaccine passports to just get into things. Yeah. You know, they've they really, have... yeah. I'm sorry. I just wanted to mention you're right. And uh, they're, they're calling it medical apartheid, which, you know, yes. can rightly called that. Um, but also it, it also shows you the criminal underbelly that has already been there for so long in Israel. And that is that they immediately had these forgeries and fraudulent, you know, passports and that, that whole thing was just opened up immediately. And if they wanted to crack down on that, they could too, but they haven't yet, you know, with the encryption and such. And I, yeah. And I do want to say for all the libertarians or anarchists who think that we can just solve this with the free market. No, we can't like, you know, for people who are saying, Oh, whatever, I can get a hold of a fake vaccine passport. They're really trying to make it difficult to do that. They want these digital passports, like you mentioned, this Internet of everything, and basically for the state to control all all biometric data, pretty much, um, that it's going to be incredibly difficult to try to forge something. I'm not saying impossible, but they're going to really try to make yeah. it difficult. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and with what I was saying, you're absolutely right. They'll know who's phony and who's not just by looking at your, um, however they're looking at us, like to show that actual aura or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I don't know how they, people's bodies, but um, once you're up on this system and you're part of it, you know, you're a genetically modified transhumanist. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't think you can get away with it like you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I actually have a vaccine passport because when I did a study abroad to Uganda, 
um, back in like 2012, I had to get a yellow fever shot to enter the country because yellow fever was considered like really deadly there. Um, so, and, uh, yeah, I had to go get a physical passport to do that. Um, and then once I was there, I, I actually had a meningitis shot from a British clinic, which I also have the paperwork for. Um, but that was before what I know now <laughs> about like of all course. these sketchy things. Yeah, that was back when I was in college and before all these sketchy things. And it would have never crossed my mind that there would ever be, you know, I'm sure it crosses everyone's mind, the financial aspect of it and the motivation these companies have. That's not that crazy, but it doesn't cross mm -hmm. everyone's mind that, hey, maybe these people and these institutions really don't have our best interests at heart and are actually malicious. Like whole Johnson & Johnson, you know... They're, and, and meanwhile, AstraZeneca, they're having issues with blood clotting and they're trying to reassure everyone that their vaccine is fine. <laughs> and meanwhile, some countries are banning it. Um, yeah. I think like Denmark. New Zealand too, I believe. On that one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then again, like you mentioned, the lockdowns, if all the plausible deniabilities out the window by now, right? Because we can understand for the first few weeks, everyone being scared and it wasn't great, but there's that plausible deniability of we don't know what's going on. But by now, pretty much a year and they're doubling down on things and they're like, oh, everyone in Texas and Florida are going to be dead. Uh <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Even according to the CDC's own survival rates for this thing, uh, you know, mainstream yeah. stuff is age 0 to 19, again, is 99.997% survival rate. And then if you want to go to the very end of the spectrum, the other end of the pendulum, age 70 and over, okay, so the elderly, has a 94.6% survival rate, okay? Yeah. It's not, you know, why are we so scared of this thing? And if Just you're be helpful. Yeah, and if you're a politician, by the way, who wants to virtue signal and say, oh, yeah, we're going to open everything up, that's a little bit hard to do when there's a lot of businesses that no longer exist. <laughs> Those businesses are closed forever. And I think, Sorry. you know, what, yeah, what I hate so much is people are so stuck in this argument between should we open the schools or shouldn't we? And it's like, we need to stop public education. Exactly. Right. <laughs> not asking yeah. the right question. Yep. Yeah. We need to stop relying on all these institutions that hate us, want to kill us and treat us like cattle. Really? Exactly. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Thank you for bringing that up because um, that's that's near and dear to my heart. With uh, um, I've just become ultra sensitive to children since I've become a parent and gotten into all this. But mm -hmm. um, even those that don't have children, I'm sure you you can you know see it where I'm coming I, oh, from. Oh, of but... course, of course. And I was in a I was in a store yesterday, and this woman she must have had a, a little girl that was under the age of four you know, maybe three and has a mask on. She said like, you've been such a good girl that you've kept your mask on. And I hate it. This is abuse. I know that that parent means well, and maybe that was the only way they could get into the store in general, but this is definitely child abuse. And I'm not surprised because all the pedophiles in charge, like in the whole Hollywood industry, everything that we've seen, they hate children. They, it yeah. just, yeah, it's, and let me, <laughs> yeah, I just want to say too, um, you're right. And, you know, that uh, that that parent, you know, no, you know, you, you don't need to wear that mask. And, and to go into these stores, I don't care where you are in America. Uh, my wife and I have just put our foot down. It's been a year. You know, it's been a year, guys. 
I, I don't wear a mask going into anywhere now. And if, if it's like a Walmart, I guess I just can't go in because it's going to cause such an altercation. But mm. uh, so far, I've gotten away. You know, they just kind of are very polite to me so far. I haven't happened yet, but it, it, you'll see the video, I'm sure, when, when it does happen. Because I'm recording now, and I'm sure it's going to happen where they're going to stop me. And But it's a medical exemption, guys. It really is. And you can have, this could be your reason. According to the medical exemptions, this is the real law. Okay, you, your reason can be this, that the mask causes you alarm and distress. Okay, it's that simple. Mm. Does the mask cause you alarm and distress psychologically? Then you don't need to wear it, according emotional, to their mask. Emotional damages. Yes, yes. Or you have asthma, whatever it is, but you don't have to have asthma is what I'm getting at. Your child doesn't have a mask. Can I tell you something surreal, and I don't mean to hog too much time but yesterday one of my friends asked me to come out to a birthday party for her and you know some of her friends I was meeting for the first time and we're all standing outside of um the restaurant and it was kind of cold and everyone was wearing their mask but me and I said you know hey I do have a mask with me if anyone wants me to wear it while we're waiting outside but if not I won't like that's kind of been my approach to this and they said you're fine and it was awkward because the conversation these people were having they brought up the vaccines they're like oh who's getting this one and the you know johnson johnson's came out and someone else said you should just get whatever you can get your hands on and i just didn't say anything only because you know like i didn't want to embarrass my friend and her birthday and everything but it is definitely difficult because the average person i talk to that doesn't listen to conspiracy podcasts every day you know it's like they're yeah. watching tv they're getting all their information from mainstream news and they're just kind of going with the whole thing. And they, I mean, some people I'm sure are just frustrated and said, screw it. But a lot of people really still believe the whole thing at this point. Like as in absolutely every do. aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just waiting. And one of them, we're at dinner and one of them said, you know, hey, when do you think this whole mask thing is going to end? And again, it was hard for me. I didn't want to say anything because my authentic answer to that would have been like whenever the system and no longer benefit from it. <laughs> Truthful answer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, I, I, I experienced the same thing at work. I'm known as the black sheep, the conspiratorialist. Um, but then again, here it is that where it lets me know I'm right over the target. When something serious comes up and it's like the one of the owners of the company who actually wants to know my insight, they actually pull me into a room privately and they act like it's not what it is, and they'll ask me privately what my, my thoughts are on it, not in front of the company, you know? So it's like they do value my input, but then, like, in front of everybody else, it's, uh, he's crazy. It's just bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre, and it's what they've done, and, and that's where I want to segue into the schools with children. They're treating children this way, and, and it's coming from places of authority. They're teachers, and then their peers are being encouraged to do it, and I'm talking about guilting these children into wearing masks when they don't have to. Um, teachers are coming out and talking about this who feel bad, who feel awful about it. And they're saying, your children don't have to wear these masks. But what's happening in these classes is they're not telling children that. Of course not. It's the other way around. You know, they're shaming them and making them feel like, you know, they're different if they're not wearing their mask and they have to be isolated. It's just not the case. It's gonna work, kids. You work hard like your parents both did. Everything you earn by breaking your backs. We're gonna redistribute when we make our big tax. Hey, sit back down, don't be a jerk.
Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile OxySilver through HealthyWorldStore.com.
You are listening to RTR Truth every Sunday on RBN. I'm your co-host, Chris Switzer, the Freedom Ministry. We're joined today by Rachel D. Tobias. Follow her on Twitter with the same name, Rachel D. Tobias. Always witty, always intellectual, and always fact-based. We were talking about the masks before the break. And bottom line, whatever your opinion is, I'm sure you can see that it's not about health and it's about compliance. It's about compliance. If the masks themselves on the boxes say not for medical use, I think it means not for medical use. I might be wrong. I might be off the mark, but I'm thinking it's not for medical use. It's a big joke. It's about compliance and servitude and listening to your authority for authority's sake, which is the absolute worst. Authority for authority's sake is the worst. That is the base definition of tyranny. And that's what we see all around us. If it was a pandemic, like Max Egan says, you would hear ambulance sirens constantly because it would be an epidemic. It would be a pandemic. That's pandemic conditions, folks. We're not living in a pandemic. We never were. That's why they had to hype it up as much as they did with the media. Because it wasn't real. And I said this back in 2020, like in the fall, I think, maybe even the summer. I forget exactly when, but it was on this show. You can roll back the archives where I brought up to you how Utopia, this dystopian pandemic-type Amazon original series, which was taken from the British spinoff earlier on, the American one that just came out in 2020, Utopia. Okay, I said this way back when, when it first came out, because I watched it. It says it all. If you want to know what they did with Event 201, Bill Gates... Okay, John Hopkins Center and the rest of them got together, wargamed the scenario, said, hey, we're going to create this fake pandemic, this fake virus that doesn't exist. It's going to cause this mass hysteria, health, deaths, etc. We're going to prepare for it with the economy by doing this. They spelled it out for you. They wargamed it. They simulated everything. Well, they show you all this in the TV show like they always do. They externalize the hierarchy. It's the same thing they've been doing forever, and it's no different than the swine flu. It's no different than AIDS. It's the next AIDS bioweapon. That's why a lot of people are calling this COVID-AIDS instead of COVID. The same players are even involved. Tony Fauci, he profited off of AIDS, and he's profited off of this. Look at the key principles in Moderna, the company, and you'll see who's at the top, who was the president. Tony Fauci. Oh, my, my. But people don't want to talk about this stuff. They'd rather talk about all the rest of it, the rhetoric. And then you have that lady. Um, if you were watching the social media, Twitter, Sphere, BitChute, YouTube, it's made its rounds. Um, there's this lady promoting mask wearing in this little congressional hearing type situation. And forgive me, I can't think of her name, um, but she's sitting there promoting masks and actually yelling and condemning people that are, you know, talking about it on the other end of the spectrum. And she's barely able to keep up with her breathing from wearing the mask. Like she's literally yelling at people to wear the mask and that they should wear it. 
and she's almost passing out from lack of oxygen. It is awful. It is clown world. We are living in clown world. We must protect our children. We must speak truth to power. You have to have principles that you're willing and ready to die for, or you will fall for just about anything. And that's what we're seeing, folks. We have to be our own leaders. Um, Rachel was telling me off air about her experience at Outback, and um, you know, it's just we're living in clown world and this this cringe reality where we can't speak our truth because we get looked at as crazy or or like a terrorist, a dissident, somebody who's out to make people unhealthy. Oh my goodness! Meanwhile, they're killing people. People are dropping like flies, and they're hiding the data. I urge you to go to the VAERS data. And just go through it yourself. Just look through some of these adverse reactions to the shots. You know, be my guest. We're bringing you truth. We're not lying to you. This is the most transparent administration in history. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extendivite 7 Herb Formulation is approved to help maintain cardiovascular health and help lower blood lipid levels in adults. Extendivite is made from hawthorn, garlic, valerian, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, and milk thistle. The herbs at Extendivite have been chosen for their ability to help with overall health. Many people have reported improved energy and stamina in just a few months. If you think you could feel just a little bit better, then Extendivite may just be for you. Extendivite is an all-natural supplement. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. 
What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. talking about the pandemic obviously and i'd love to hear your thoughts obviously um we have a caller actually holding in nevada dave are you with us dave yes i am thank you um uh just a few observations if if we're really in a pandemic um how are these restaurants allowed to operate at all um i don't understand i don't understand how you cannot get coronavirus um when you're uh when you're at a restaurant and you're obviously violating social distancing and you're in a group of people i can, I can answer it that doesn't make any you. sense to me but i, I think I, I have my personal um uh, opinion as to why they're leaving the restaurant so but i'll go ahead um, okay, so here's the thing you have to understand is there is logic behind everything, but it's really faulty and malicious. So the logic behind restaurants being open is you have to claim, or even George Floyd protests, you have to claim that something is a bigger threat than COVID in order to have it work. So for instance, you could, these people were saying police are a bigger threat than COVID, therefore we have to protest them or me starving is a bigger threat than COVID. Therefore, restaurants have to be able to give me food. That's the argument. And I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying that's the logic behind it. And what also makes this so insidious is the logic that's keeping everything together is they're using ethics arguments 
because of contagions. So they're saying because people don't accept uh, catching, they don't consent to catching a disease or something, that means that, uh, you know, we have to have all these restrictions because we know that young people are more susceptible to suicide and everything from lockdowns than they are from COVID, like statistically. But they say, oh, well, suicides aren't contagious, so therefore... You know, it doesn't necessarily violate ethics and blah, blah, blah. So this is the kind of mindset that they're using to have this weird schizophrenic, you know, response. And also because of society being so centralized and we're also dependent on, like, supermarkets and things, that but that's uh, the way they're the going only about problem, it. Well, the, the only problem is a, a restaurant is not a supermarket. Well, for okay, and again, I'm not agreeing with their logic. I think everything should be open, so I'm not defending them. But the point is, for a lot of people, they truly are dependent on restaurants. It's not just a luxury thing. For a lot of people, especially in urban areas, that is their supermarket. Yep. Yeah, but again, um, it just it doesn't make sense at all. Um, if if it's a dead if it's a deadly disease, if you could die from a, a if you can die from coronavirus. Are, are they saying that? Are they saying it's okay that you do, do, die from coronavirus as long as you're eating? Is that what they're saying? Uh, they're saying that s- starving is a bigger threat than COVID. That's the argument. Starving is a bigger to... threat than COVID. Okay. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, <laughs> um, we don't agree I mean, with it. Fair, so should. common sense has been thrown out the window, but like that's the droplet of logic that they're operating on. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me because uh, um, I mean, people are going hungry anyways. So I don't think there there's really a I don't think there's really a starvation issue here. Um, it comes to I, compliance. Right? Yeah. I, and, I think, uh, the, the, go ahead. Sorry. Eventually, there will be though because of the way that the Biden administration is handling agriculture and basically with so many restaurants going out of business because of all their policies, eventually, yeah, people might end up starving even more like that. The fallout, the economic fallout is going to cause that. And that's part of their whole like planning behind this. So they, you know, gesture that they're trying to help people. But of course, like everything that they're doing is going to result in the opposite effect. It's kind of hard to it's kind of hard hard to eat or eat well when you're not working or making money. Um, mm. So it's it's this this whole thing. The, the reason why I think the restaurants are open, I'll, I'll tell you why. I think it's not just that um, logic. The reason why I think restaurants are open is because of places like French Laundry. Um, the elites need to go to their restaurants. That's what I was thinking. So, yeah. If if the elites need if and, and they they want to go there and they want to go there unharassed, they have mm-hmm. to keep all restaurants open because they don't want to look like complete idiots. They just want to look like sort of idiots. See? Yeah, there's always they, they don't want to look they don't yeah. want to look completely okay. hypocritical. They want to look kind of sort of like well we'll we'll you know we'll go to our restaurants but we'll give you your restaurants too. That's why mm-hmm. I think the restaurants are open. They, they, they need their restaurants. They need the rich, the elites. They need their luxuries. So they're going to keep certain industries right. open. 
They're trying. What's that? Come on. We're all in this together. We're trying. <laughs> we're, we're trying. Um, uh, but but the, the, other, the other issue I had, um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I, I, I don't, I, I really don't believe, I, I, if they're going to lock, if they're going to do a lockdown and they shut down the schools, I don't understand, and they're and they're trying to reopen the schools. Why are parents sending their back their children back into the prison system? They're Good like question. begging to send. They're they're begging to return their kids back to the public communist prison system, and they're angry at the exactly because they're. But 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 they're 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 angry because they can't put their kids back into prison. And the reason why I think it is is because they want their babysitters back. Yep, yep. you're right. That's what they. That's what they. That's the only reason why you'd send your kids back to prison. Yeah, and, you're right. And and by the way, I do want to acknowledge like there are parents who do have to work and can't. You know, I'm not. I acknowledge that too. That is part of it, but uh, you know, look at these so-called conservatives wanting the schools open. So that their yeah. kids can be basically taught by the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Indoctrinate I mean, my Malcolm children, X. too. Yeah, right. so Malcolm X. Um, I, I'm not, and I totally agree with that. I understand the parents, they, they, they can't watch after their kids all the time because they have, they have to pay the bills. That's just the reality of it. But this, this push to send all these kids back to school, they're, they're showing, um, I don't know if you guys saw the, you know who Rob Schneider is, the, the comedian? Yeah, he uh, yeah. took pictures of the new classroom setups on social media, and all the desks—they're separated individually by plexiglass. Plexiglass. Yep. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. And this like is what these kids are coming. Visiting setups. He's been yeah, one of these little good cute. actors to come out and really speak out against this and be consistent to his credit. Yeah, I don't know that much about them, but I just I just saw the one um, the the one post, and they're showing the pictures of the desk, and they're all cubicles separated by plexiglass. And this is what you're sending your kids back to. I, if sure. I had kids, and I knew, and if I had kids, and I was a busy mom or dad, and I and and I couldn't really take care of my kids, I would say I would say to hell with it. Uh, I'm going to teach you how to cook, how to clean. You can take care of yourself at home, and I'm going to give you a bunch of books to read. And you can you can only do certain things. Don't go up, don't go out. I'll just give them a bunch of rules, but I would not send them back to school. I would I not send you. them back to school because we're seeing the consequential fallout of industrialization. Like not everything about industry is bad, but we're seeing like what happens when multi generational households are swapped out for like houses in the suburbs and apartments. And then families are separated, and then people have to work. And if the women join the workforce, 50% of the population now additionally gets to be taxed. And we're seeing, like, the outcome of all of this rollout of Marxist communist agenda for the past, like, 30 years. This is what it is. Yeah, this is first. what it amounts to. Yep. Yeah, and I want to take it a step it's um, and I appreciate your call, Dave. we got to move on to the yep. next caller. But um, no I appreciate all your points. Um, thank you so much, Dave. And especially with terminology, I want to take it a step further. We got to stop calling our children kids. I'm guilty of it sometimes, but I've made it a point not to call them kids. 
Um, kids are what they want you to call them because that's a baby. You know, those are baby goats. That's what a kid is. They don't call their children kids, you know, amongst themselves, the elite. Um, they're children, you know, they're boys, girls, they become men. Um, but to them, you know, we're just cattle. We're slaves. We're property. So, yeah, they're kids, you know. But, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. We should not be sending our children to these public re-education camps, the public fool system ran by our government, um, who has been infiltrated by these neo-Marxist Bolshevik revolutionaries in their own words, um, which if you look at the core doctrine of the BLM, the Black Lives Matter, which is funded and ran by Jewish interests, you'll see that on their mission statement it said, we want to destroy the nuclear family, the nuclear family unit. Okay, And that was also implemented into the what? The school curriculum. As soon as I saw that, I pulled my child from school. I did. So I do what I say. You know, I try to listen to myself and actually be a person to do these things rather than just say them. Um, you know, be, be a somebody of action and have these principles that you're willing to stand on. Because if you're not going to raise your children, who will? And in the absence of you, what's going to be taught to them, right? And, yeah, yeah. and we, we've seen with, like, critical race theory and the banning of Dr. Seuss. And the good news, I mean, the silver lining of this is with the vaccines and everything, like I said, there's going to be more parallel societies. And I think more people are going to be, for better or worse, put in a position to draw that line in the sand. So the more people who see outside the system or disagree with it, the more opportunity there is to build alternative communities and homeschool and do things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe we also have a caller holding uh, Marcus, if we have you on the line. Love to hear your thoughts, Marcus. I was uh, just thinking to your thoughts of calling the children um, children uh, and that we're cattle. you got to think about the experiment that's going on in South America where they have a, a hole in the side of these cattle and so that they can reach their hand in and feel the inside of the cow and find out how it's eating. <laughs> so um, to that point, uh, of course, we have the uh, Chinese anal swab, which they've determined that anybody who comes in the country is going to get swabbed. I've heard that Dr. Fawcett wants to uh, have an anal injection for your uh, vaccine. So he wants to put that in the works and <laughs> take that to your cattle yep. and smoke it. <laughs> now, yeah, I was joking point. about that Dr. Fawcett, but, uh, but I mean, I, I'm only, <laughs> only half joking because these people are insane. They have come up with insanities after insanities. I mean, we're going through a pandemic which not more people have died than they died last year or the year before. Um, all of a sudden, there's no more flu, <laughs> and people die from the flu. The last caller was saying, well, if people can die from this, well, people die from the flu. And it's about at the same exact rate that they did last year that they have this year. So, I mean, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous territory yeah. that we've stepped into. Yeah. And I don't know who's lying more, like the, the Chinese saying that these anal swabs are necessary or the politicians just demanding to have them done. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't. And and I've seen there's even doctors on, on Twitter who have said things like how America needs to stay locked down. And they I forgot the name of the doctor where they took their kid to Austria 
because Austria was open and they said that saved their kid's life being able to socialize and go to school and how there's just a double standard for a lot of these people who are advocating for even further tyrannical measures and them wanting to be exempt from it. And yeah, Fauci's obviously just a clown and going to continue being a clown. I hate that guy so much. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Fawcett is what I call him because he's hot, he's cold. He's hot, he's cold. You never know what he's going to be. And, you know, I mean, as far as um, <clears throat> the the children in school, it's kind of like having um, a, a pedophile as a babysitter, you know, and uh, you're saying, I've got to get back to work, so um, let's just bring in this babysitter. Um, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're destroying our children. They're, I mean, look yeah. what they're doing in our schools. They're teaching them anal sex is good and all these other crazy things. And uh, like, and you're white, you're bad, enemy. And it's like, you know, in that's New a pedophile York, behavior. In New York, they want to pass legislation so that children in kindergarten can start learning about sex and sex education. And saying right. how and it's still, beneficial, and that doing this is going to decrease uh, relationship abuses and things like that. <laughs> and meanwhile, <laughs> you've got female teachers who rape students, but whenever there's a news article about it, they'll like downplay it and they'll say, "Oh, this was just uh, some kind of you know sexual assault or something." They'll like reword it to make it sound less bad. It's like, no, these people are rapists. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> we, we have gone sure into a very bad place. Yeah, Marcus, I, I'm sure both you and uh, my co-host saw the uh, banter and the back and forth between Senator Rand Paul and Biden's Assistant Secretary for Health, um, Dr. Rachel Levine, the sodomite transgender, um, who was literally just, you know, advocating to take away parental consent for minors to change their gender, to start, you know, gender hormone therapy, um, for gender dysmorphia and stuff like that. Um, ugh, it is it is just becoming bizarre. But these are, you know, the public servants. These are the, the people that are in positions of authority uh, that we're supposed to listen to and look up to. Um, we're literally in clown world where the pedophiles are exactly. in asylum. Absolutely right, Marcus. Yeah, and that... That doctor, he kept on telling uh, the senator that he'd be happy to go and talk to him in the office. That'd scare me. Like, you know what? I don't want you to come to my office ever, ever. I don't want to, you know, no. Like, uh, six feet away, always. <laughs> I appreciate it. Just, we got to go to break. Uh, stay with us, guys. We'll be right back. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. 
Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. the number 2, keep it today. Ladies and gentlemen, J.R. Moore here. We have a special promotion going on at Republic Broadcasting. This is a fundraiser for Republic Broadcasting involving the energy planner. Mail me a postcard. My address is at my website at thelibertyman.com. We pick a postcard every other Thursday. When your postcard is drawn out, you get to buy an energy planner for $215 instead of $285, $70 discount. $200 goes to Republic Broadcasting. You also get a 10% discount on my mattress pads. So get those postcards in, put your name, your telephone number, your email address on there, and when your postcard is drawn, you get to get an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285. Mattress pads, 10% off. Help us out at Republic Broadcasting and help yourself to get an energy cleaner at a deep discount. It's a win-win situation for everybody. We hope you can get these postcards in soon. Thank you very much. We are back. This is RTR Truth Media every Sunday on RBN. Myself, Chris Switzer, with my co-host, Rachel D. Tobias. Uh, we were talking about these masks and these crazy clown world politicians. Up is down, black is white, right is left, and boys are now girls. Where are we? Where did we get, you know, we took the wrong stop or the wrong, we took the wrong turn off the parkway. I don't know what happened. How did we get here um you know shame on my parents and grandparents for not doing more and shame on me for not doing more um obviously we have been asleep at the wheel like creepy joe it's obvious and others have been very busy in the background making this all come about obviously these neo-marxist bolsheviks Zionists who want nothing more than a one world order and an open prison barless prison where you police yourself and you do everything that they tell you to do 
on just their advice because you want to be patriotic and you want to do your part as a good little citizen slave. And it's high time we need to break that mentality and get completely out of their system because it does not work the way we would need it to work for us little people to thrive. It's not designed for us. It's working the way it should. So it's not broken. <laughs> the system works. It just doesn't work the way you've been taught. That's why you don't learn about economic freedom in school. You don't learn how to take care of your finances because they want you to be a slave. Others need to take advantage of you for this system to work in their favor and for them to prosper on the insanity. And the outright poverty that they made most of us live in and tell us is normal as long as we have a big screen television and a flashy car that we can barely make the payments on. As long as those conditions are met and you can watch that television, that Talmud vision, and be indoctrinated and brainwashed into doing everything just so, well, you're living. Just give me another stimulus check and another mRNA injection and I'm good to go. Boy, it is a sad state of affairs, but there are solutions. And I, I actually will make it a point, I'm sure Rachel would appreciate this, to make a solution-based show more next show. But there is just so much going on. It's hard to fit it all into an hour, folks. Uh, but I don't mean to be all gloom and doom. You are the solution. Look in the mirror, and if you don't like what you see, then you need to change. You need to be the change in the world that you want to see. Because then others will see you be the example that, you know, and monkey see, monkey do. But I appreciate you all. Come listen next week. God bless America. God bless you guys. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store 
or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.